0: Welcome to Podcasting Stories, insights and interviews from people just like you, using podcasts to grow their business and share their message. Podcasting Stories is brought to you by Your Podcast Team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Find out more at yourpodcast.team. Now, here's your host, Dave Spray.
1: So my guest today is Heath Barnes. Uh, Heath is a mortgage broker in Houston texas and he's also a uh, a coach for people in the mortgage business uh he's a really interesting guy he's got a great perspective on things and he's got some great lessons in here that i think you'll enjoy learning about he talks about leadership skills and with yourself as the person you must first lead before you can lead others and then he also talks about how um you know that problem solving is really, really important. It's something that they don't really teach in school, just like they don't teach leadership, leadership skills in school. Uh, he also talked about uh, finding people uh, better than you and surrounding yourself with those people. And uh, and lastly, he talks about uh, doing something every day that makes you uncomfortable. And uh, in, the, in the episode, he talks about the, about one of those things that he does every day that I think you'll enjoy hearing about. So I, uh, I hope you enjoy listening to this uh, interview with Heath as much as I did it. Welcome to another episode of Podcasting Stories. My name is David Spray, and my guest today is Heath Barnes. Heath is a professional coach in the mortgage industry who also operates a residential mortgage firm for Cardinal Financial, spearheaded by a motivated, enthusiastic, and fun group of 20 mortgage professionals who help dreams come true in Houston, Texas. He's been in the mortgage industry for 20 years. He's coached mortgage professionals for the last 10 years and to, uh, to help loan officers 10x their businesses through the strategies he learned as a coach with the core training. Heath, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you, David. I appreciate the opportunity to be on one of your famous podcasts.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know about famous, but I appreciate you being on uh, anyway. So let's get started. Let's, uh, how did you get into the mortgage business?
0: Wow! So I got in the mortgage business. I can't believe it's been 20 years now. But I was actually in the uh, automobile business, and I was in the uh, finance area of the automobile business. And uh, I, I was engaged to a girl that I met on Match dot com, and she told me if I didn't get out of the car business, she wasn't going to marry me. Okay. Uh, and that was that was 20 years ago, and so. I uh, got out of the car business and got in the mortgage business. And the only reason I got in the mortgage business is because I had another friend that was in the car business that told me about the mortgage business and it seemed like a good fit. So I moved from an income of about 10 grand a month to two grand a month. And you know what people do when they're in love and about to get (laughs) married. And I wanted to get married, but. She had other plans. A a few months later, she said, "Heath, I, you know, appreciate all that you've done, but uh, I'm no longer in love with you." And so, a a lot of great things came about as a result of that uh, ending that relationship. But uh, we might get on. We we might talk more about that uh, later on the call. But. Yeah, I got out of the car business and into the mortgage business. Uh, and that was in 2001 or 2002, I believe. And, you know, it's funny, unanswered prayers sometimes are the best things that can happen to you in life because it kind of led to my career today and my, uh, my wife, Cynthia. So, um, yeah, super blessed to have had that difficult situation happen. So that's how I got in the mortgage business.
1: That is, uh, that is great. I didn't, I didn't realize those, uh, those details of, uh, of your story. So yeah. who, uh, who are, who are your customers?
0: Yeah. You know, my, uh, my, my customers when it comes to uh, doing mortgages is anyone that needs, uh, residential lending, um, so, or, or any realtor that needs a good lender that can get their client to, uh, to closing on, time, you know, the mortgage industry seems to have changed a lot here uh, recently. And I think uh, most people uh, in their frame of mind uh, want to get a mortgage and pay it off as quickly as possible. But the new framework that we're in, most people don't understand how you can use a mortgage uh, to your advantage. Uh, I like to say, uh how do you take a, a liability and turn it into an asset by getting a mortgage, especially with these historically low interest rates that we have. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, anybody that wants some direction in finances, you know, I'll take a, an on-hands approach, meaning I look at someone's financial profile and help them figure out the best way to structure their mortgage. Um, so that's what I do uh, part-time, full-time really I'm, I'm coaching uh, loan officers, um, and my team on, on, on how to uh, execute in the mortgage industry. So I think it's a great industry and it's one that's not been, uh, scooped up by technology yet, meaning it's still around. So.
1: No, that, uh, I, I would agree. So, you know, on the surface to me, it seems like the mortgage brokerage industry—it just seems like a pure commodity that all people care about is the rate and closing costs. But mm-hmm. I suspect there's more to it than that. You know, so on the mortgage side, you know, what are the some of the things you and your team do to differentiate your services, or maybe give us a like a case study of of something that some people might consider unique, but it's the type of uh, deal you guys get done uh, all the time. Do you you have a kind of an example to, that you could give?
0: Yeah. So, you know, like I was just mentioning, you know, when, when I look at someone's situation, whether it's buying a new home or let's say even refinancing, um, I'm, I'm looking at the situation and I'm saying to myself, okay, well, how can we position this mortgage to most benefit the client? So I'll give you a couple of ways we do that. Number one, I had a client just yesterday That's currently at a three and a half percent interest rate on a $300,000 loan, and the value is uh, right at a million dollars, and he's 61 years old and just got displaced from the oil and gas industry. He went from making $130,000 a year to $60,000 a year. His payment was $1,600 a month. Well, we refinanced a loan that he has seven years he's into, We gave him the same interest rate, no closing costs, and dropped his payment almost $300 a month and showed him how he's already invested $600,000 in his real estate. For him to pay off that mortgage faster is really cost prohibitive, meaning the the value of money in the future is probably going to go down, meaning there a rising inflation. So that would be one example uh, okay. of someone where it's a little unconventional. Most people would think, okay, I I need a fifteen or a ten year mortgage with a super low interest rate, and I want to pay it off as fast as possible. Um, what we want to look at is. Okay, what would we do with that extra money? Well, in this guy's case, he needed the extra money to live on. Somebody else might take that extra money and that they're saving on their mortgage and put it in a four hundred one k. Right, because a four hundred one k is, as you know, is tax deductible, and now you have compound interest working for you, rather than a mortgage is simple interest. Your investments are compound. And so the more money that you can put into a vehicle that's going to uh, multiply over time, that, that's going to make a lot more sense. If we had interest rates that were 6 to 8%, we, this conversation would be completely different. But the interest sure. rates we have today, you want as much leverage as possible so you can go into the market, uh, whether it's whatever your investment style is and find something that's going to execute at a, at least a, you know, three or 4% return. So, um, but those just, that's just a couple of ways we help people. So it's a lot, most people, when they come to me, they say, Hey, we want to put 20% down. And you know, I like to ask really in-depth questions with clients and say, well, why do you want to put 20? Why do you want to put 20% down? Um, I mean, a lot of people will dump all of their money into the mortgage when they should be, depending on their situation, whether they're self-employed or they have, um, they're a W-2 employee. Um, and just dumping all of your money into a mortgage doesn't always make the most sense. So we, we just try mm-hmm. to take an on-hand approach and asking a lot of questions and not telling them what they should do, but just giving them two or three different options. So mm-hmm. does that make and sense?
1: And i tell you. That makes perfect sense. And I can speak to this personally because you and your team have helped us uh, with uh, several refinances through the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that you're thinking with the historical low rates, initially, I disagreed with. I was mm-hmm. kind of in the mindset of pay off the loan as quickly as possible. Right. But when you were able to show me and really have me think about about you know the benefit of a two and a half percent thirty year loan, uh, that you know the question is how likely is it that in five years, I'll regret having a two and a half percent mortgage? And mm-hmm. it seemed pretty unlikely to me. And so that was the direction that we went, uh, thanks to yeah. your, uh, your counsel. So thank you, for yeah, for the your, the your advice and just the great job your team did for us,
0: yeah, for sure. one of the things that I, you know people should be aware of, I think, um, especially if you're in the mortgage industry, and even if you're not in the industry, is looking at the money supply that's currently in our market, and and the the government's pumped a lot of U.S. dollars into the into the market, and they're continuing to pump a lot of U.S. dollars, and so a really low interest rate is still you know in the threes, and most people don't realize that the value of money will be going down, meaning inflation is going up. And some of the the things you hear on the news about well our inflation is like less than two percent. Um that's because they're comparing it to the uh consumer price index and not to the money supply. And once you add in the money supply, our real rate of inflation is probably close to twelve to fifteen percent. So if if inflation's that high and you could you could borrow money at 3%, why would you not? And then secondhand, why would you try to pay it off faster? So for those of you that have a mortgage and you you got a low interest rate, I would move that money into some other investment that will will, will over time make you money cuz as interest rates go up, which they will, you could park it into bonds or fixed assets that's, that will uh, make you uh, a nice return over time. So um, yeah, eventually when you retire, you can take that money and pay it off.
1: Sure. So. Well, great. Well, now I want to turn the topic to, and, and I don't mean to change the subject so quickly. but No, you're uh, good. Um, so I'd like to turn the, the subject to podcasting. After all, the name of this podcast is Podcasting Stories. So let's tell some podcasting stories, okay? okay? So like me, I believe you've been an avid listener of podcasts for a long time. What year did you probably first listen to your first podcast?
0: Wow. I mean, I want to say five years ago, six okay. years ago. Okay. I mean, right, right. I mean, I years. guess close to the beginning of uh, podcast. I don't.
1: Uh, yes. Okay. So let's say six years for simple, uh, for simple math. And so, how long ago was it then? Or, or I guess after how much listening of podcasts, did the thought strike you that you would like
0: your own podcast? I mean. I, it, it, Maybe a couple of episodes in, you know, you have these <laughs> okay. ideas and you think, yeah, but the technology piece is a little frightening for, for me. I've got a, a lot of young kids that work for me that handle all the technology. So, um, but yeah, you know, being able to, uh, record a podcast would have been fun. So,
1: sure. Um, and so this, this hypothetical podcast that you thought about six years ago, what what would you have wanted to uh have accomplished on that podcast? Like what 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 kind of gave you the calling to want to do that?
0: Yeah, you know, um originally uh probably going back to that um uh first uh fiance, if you will, uh, the idea of just being able to uh ask really good questions. And I say the first fiance because um, when 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 we broke up, I was thinking about what are some some things I could take away from that relationship. And the one thing, the one most valuable part of that entire relationship was uh, happened on our first date. We were um, at a bar, and or uh, um, yes, at a bar. And um, after about three hours of actually talking, she looked at me and had a big smile on her face and asked me said something to me that I was totally not expecting, but she said to me, Heath, I know everything there is about you, but you haven't asked me one question. and I'm not sure you know anything about me. And I can't believe that she even went out. I can't even believe that she actually went out with me after that, but she did. And she taught me the value of questions, and, it was, right. and I didn't even realize up to that point in my life that um, questions are the key to life, right? Most people are walking around looking for the answer. But what she taught me is if you want to have a relationship with someone, you got to ask them a question. If you want, if you want knowledge, you got to ask yourself a question. Well, where am I going to find that knowledge? If you want to have a great podcast, you want to hear a good story from someone, you want to ask them a really great set of questions that will lead them down a path that you can connect with the audience and, you know, great questions, tell great stories. Um, and so that's, that's what kind of got me into it. And, um, you know, up until that point in my life, until she said that to me, it's like the student will arrive when the teacher appears, but uh, I I'd nice. always struggled with, um, feeling like people, um, didn't Didn't like me or I had trouble with relationships, and it was in that moment I realized what that trouble was, and that's just that I had not grown up with parents that uh taught me the value of asking questions, and you know only because they had had difficult childhood as well, and uh the so they 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 were never taught that skill, and so not to hold anything against them, they've been great parents, but just the value of asking questions. Um, both for your kids. It's like there's two things for anyone that has kids that you, could, that you can teach your kids that you'll never learn in school. They don't teach okay. these two skills in school. Number one is leadership, school, uh, leadership skills. That's the, the skill of leading yourself, but also other people. You know, Leadership is influencing other people, but first you've got to influence yourself before you can influence someone else. And the second one, that no one's ever teaches us in life. And probably why people are frustrated all the time is because they've never been taught the, the, the lesson or the skill of solving a problem, solving a problem. How often do you, do you encounter problems, Dave? All the time, all the time. right? You every time, time, every day you wake up, right? And so the skill of solving a problem comes with asking the right question, right? Asking yourself the right question. Usually you have you experience, why am I always late? It's not a really good question to ask yourself. You might, you might say, well, what can I do to make sure that I'm five minutes early every time, mm-hmm. right? What can I do to make sure that I'm financially secure later on in life? Not why am I always broke? That's the wrong question, right? Right. So yeah, that's why- Because I, your
1: brain will we, look for because you, your yeah. your subconscious will look for answers to that
0: question, right? That's right. That's right. So, but th- yeah, those are the two. Those are the two skills um, that I think any uh, parent should teach their kid: um, leadership and uh, problem solving. And problem solving is, you know, it's, uh, we, we, we we problems occur because we want things a certain way. And who's to say that what's happening right now? is not exactly what's supposed to be happening. The problems that you're having in life are building you up for a better life in the future. So, you know, a friend of mine once said, you know, pretend like it's not happening to you, but it's happening for you. And that just uh, little shift right there will change your perspective of what's happening. So, Okay, uh, well,
1: that that is really insightful. And so to summarize... What uh, what gave you the motivation or the desire to have a podcast is you thought that that there were some life lessons that you could share. And you also thought that from what you've learned about asking questions that you thought you could take that talent and apply it to some really interesting guests with the result being that uh, there would be some interesting stories that would come from that, that you wanted to be able to, to share with people who might uh, benefit did that
0: about summarize it? Yes. Um, And, and and recently I uh, was speaking with a guy that's uh, helping me with my business named Jack Daly. And, you know, what I passionately want to do is, you know, talk to, you know, talk to interesting people around the world and get their stories. And he said, you know, he, what, what you've done in the mortgage business, you should interview other loan officers and, 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 you know, help, uh, other loan officers honed their skills because the skills that you learned in the mortgage business you can pass on to other people that can be passed on in any industry because it's really the basis of learning how to operate a great business. So uh, I think that's the direction we're going to go. So uh, the, we'll be interviewing some uh, key professionals in the mortgage industry to to give people life skills to learn how to take their business to the level that they that they want it to be. So Um, so we'll be interviewing people that are, some of them, haven't been in the business, but three to five years or a couple of years or one year and people that have been in it 20 years and you'll see a range of income from, you know, six, a hundred grand a year to $5 million in a year. So I think the, if, if you want a great career, the mortgage business is, um, a great, great avenue.
1: No, that sounds great. Well, you've sold me that it makes sense to have a podcast. So you've, you had the idea six years ago of having a podcast. It makes sense to me. Uh, what the heck took you so long to get this thing launched Heath? I mean, I'm going to kind of, you know, you know, be a little tough on you here. What took you? So yeah. Long?
0: Yeah. Just, uh, I, you know, number one is fear. Who's going to listen to you? No, one's going to okay. listen to you. Uh, you know, for, for the longest time, uh, you know, I, I had a really tough time just speaking on any recorded line or for that matter, uh, in public, you know, I used to get even probably 10 years ago, if I had to introduce myself, my heart would be racing. And I went to Toastmasters. And, um, for those of you that don't feel like you, um, speak well in public, uh, Toastmasters is a great place to go. Every town in America has one. Um, and I think I quit three times. Uh, and I haven't been, because of the pandemic, I haven't been to Toastmasters, but I'm, I'm soon going back because it's just a great place for young people to learn how to speak in public. And they have one part that's, uh, it's it's called table topics where you're asked a question and you got to speak for one minute about that question. and, yeah, I've never realized that at, you know, asking a question and being able to speak for one minute is so difficult. So, uh, so yeah, just the fear of speaking in public, whether I was going to have an audience or not. And um, yeah, so it's, and, and then technology as well as knowing how to do it and taking time to, taking time to stop so, and put it together. So.
1: Yeah. And so uh, if I'm, if I'm hearing you in the feedback, I've, received from a lot of people is just that they consider a podcast. And this is my story, by the way, not to digress too much, but I started listening to podcasts about like you five or six years ago, I wanted to do one. And every time I would look at it, I just, I never got past trying to figure out what equipment I needed, let alone, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how I would do the recording, the editing, Mm -hmm. uh, how you get it published to the platforms. And, uh, so finally a couple of years ago, uh, somebody who had a podcast was kind enough to let me just kind of piggyback on their podcast and just, you know, let me replicate what they're doing. And then over the course of a couple of years that evolved into a very different system than what they used. And I started getting requests uh, a few months ago from folks saying, Hey, I'd love your help with what you've done. And, um, Because, you know, I've wanted a podcast for years, but I just can't pull it off. And as a result of that, um, just recently, I've launched a new uh, company called Your Podcast Team, and our service is called uh, Podcast Done For You. So in a way, the answer might be that uh, you would have had your podcast sooner if I hadn't drugged my feet and 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 offered to do this for you sooner, right? Is that about right?
0: That's that's right. It's it's your fault, Dave. But I, I appreciate <laughs> okay. you, being you thinking of me and 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 calling me and saying, hey, you want to have a podcast? You know, so you. you, you you figured out that one of the key to being successful anything in life is you find someone else that's way ahead of you and say, hey, can you show me the ropes? Um, I, you know, I, Funny, when I got in the mortgage business, I struggled for the first nine years and I struggled because I wanted to do it on my own. And for those of you that are listening, there's no original idea or thought. They've all been thought up and done. And so you can do a variation, but yeah, find somebody else that's doing it better than you and follow their footsteps. I, I so agree I,
1: completely. So, what are some of the the ways that you see uh, the podcast as being beneficial, both to you uh, and to your team?
0: Yeah, you know, podcast is just a great way to reach a lot of different people. Um, I do. I coach loan officers around the country now. And there's just new ideas, no matter how long someone's been in the business. um, I, I get new ideas from people that are making a lot less money, doing a lot less loans, but just small shifts in their business and finding out, you know, what are the things that make them successful in their business and in life? You know, I think everyone, all of us have the the different gifts that we've been given personality differences that uh, allow us to uh, be successful in business whatever you define as success some people say it's you know how much money you make some people say you know i have a friend his name is uh, david spray you might have heard of him but yeah he said uh, one of the things that i always remember about you dave is you said um, you went to your account one time and said uh, hey, how do I get some more free time in my life? And your your accountant said, what? You need some <laughs> ROL, return on life. And so, um, yeah, balancing that ROL with ROI, or ROB, return on business. Um, yeah, just I think that the, the ideas that people will hear on the podcast they can listen to them over and over again, and depending on where you are in your business, will help help you find some new ideas and uh, strategies on where you could go in your business. So, uh, uh, and it, again, it could be for even though it's in the mortgage industry, a lot of the things that we'll talk about you can uh, apply to your own business, no matter what it is. So, that that
1: that that is great, and I appreciate you mentioning the. Uh, the R-O-L, because I, uh, yeah. I I think of that regularly. So you've talked about, you know, one difficult time in your life, which was uh, your fiancé who told you she no longer loved you and the lessons you learned. Uh, has that been the only difficult time you've had in your life? Has the rest of it been all smooth sailing? Or have there been some other yeah. difficult times you've had?
0: Just all easy you? from there. She left yeah. me and that she told me the questions and I figured it out. No, it's... Uh, Funny, um, I had an, uh, employee of mine come into my office, uh, just the other day and, um, she's been with me for maybe four months and, um, it's almost in tears. And she said, uh, Heath, you know, I just feel like I'm doing terrible and I'm making all these mistakes and, um. Uh, you know, when I helping her look at the fact that she came from a company where she'd been in the business for 25 years and got really good at it. And now she's doing a new industry. Um, she's it was in tears and, you know, just letting her know, hey, listen, it's it's part of life is, is having these things that come up, uh, having these problems that come up in business and, and it's okay. So um, anyways, but back to what you had asked me the difficult time for me um at least early in my career when i think about it um i in 2008 i had a, a consultant that came in and he interviewed literally i think i had 12 or 13 people working for me at the time um, he interviewed all the people in my in my office and he spent an entire day doing this and he put together, which I still have today. If you come to my office, I'll pull it out and I'll show it to you. But he put together this PowerPoint presentation that he went over with me. And literally at the end of that time period, he said, listen, he's, this to be hard for you to hear, but you should fire everyone. No one likes working with you. And the oh, people wow. that are working with you only are working with you because they haven't found a new job yet, or you're paying oh. them more than they could get anywhere else, and none of that is a recipe and I literally remember thinking, "Wow um man i, I just wanted to cry and but I didn't tell anybody you know i did, it's you're so shameful." that you don't tell anybody and I hadn't surrounded myself with other really successful mortgage people because I wanted to prove it on my own that I could do it. And um, I had a guy named Jeff Wagner who's here in the Houston area is a a loan officer. Even today, we're still friends, but he came to me. I was walking through the office one day. He was uh, handling my marketing and said, um, Jennifer Hernandez, who's a loan officer here in Houston, is being coached by a guy named Rick Ruby at the core training, um, uh, and I was on the phone immediately signed up to go to that their next event, and that was just a few months after I was supposed to fire everyone. And uh, he was right; I didn't fire everyone, but there's a, everyone eventually left. But it was you know it, the print things that I learned in the core training, and it was just that day that I really realized in my life. Listen, don't try to figure it out on your own. S- find other people who are better than you um and learn from them. Don't be so prideful. So, yeah, that was a mm. super difficult day in my life.
1: Yeah, I can uh I can imagine. So, you'd mentioned uh, the gentleman you'd mentioned uh Rick.
0: Yeah, Rick Ruby. So, yeah, he started the core And he's, you know, the, the organization that he built, uh, it's it's called the core training. Uh, I was with the core training for about almost 10 years, 11 years and coach for him for, I think almost five. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a militant style organization, but there's people, there's some of us need that type of, uh, guidance in our life, but he, uh, has built this organization, Um, and it's, it has some of the best loan officers in the country. And at the time when I became, I I joined it in, I think, 2009. And uh, it was about three years later, four years later, uh, through that coaching, I was able to get, I was, they, they asked me to be a coach. And so I started coaching other loan officers and I never forget just being just crazy scared of, 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 coaching other people and, It's the same thing in business. You know, most of us get in business and we're scared we're not going to make it. And sometimes you just got to keep getting up every day and and, and busting through that fear and uncomfortableness because on the other side of all uncomfortableness is uh, the key to life. You know, that's everything that's a little, that makes us a little nervous in life. When we end up doing it, we usually say to ourselves, what? it wasn't that difficult, right? And we right. usually find that, um, whether it's a race that you're in or a business, you're starting a new business or you're starting a new, um uh, exercise program, it's, you know, it, it's a little, you, you become nervous and uncomfortable. So, and I've got something that helps me, uh, be uncomfortable every day. So, um, yes, that's, uh, that's, that's what you want to have something that makes you uncomfortable every day so you can continue to grow. But, um, anyways, well, I
1: know, I know there's one thing that makes you uncomfortable every day. Well, at least it'd make me uncomfortable every day and it involves some cold water, doesn't it?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I've got a, uh, um, I got a cold plunge at my house and, um, I, uh, I've been following the uh, kind of cold water therapy. I've got a uh, 16 cubic or 19 cubic foot uh, chest freezer that I've converted into a cold plunge. That if you just Google that on YouTube, you can figure out how to make it. But it's uh, it's I usually keep it about 45 to 50 degrees, and I get in. Uh, in fact, I was in it this morning for about three minutes, and it, it it never gets easy. But there's some amazing health benefits to it, and through this pandemic, I you know I just I feel like it's helped me stay healthy and sound. And um, you should try it, Dave. We'll we'll set you, you have, up one.
1: You have uh, I know you've been kind enough to uh, to. Uh suggest that many times so uh yeah i appreciate you know maybe i just need to go try yours first kind of a
0: try yeah before you buy after so, one of your uh, long bike rides
1: yeah perhaps perhaps so besides rick uh any uh any other influential people in your career that are worth mentioning
0: um yeah you know i think uh some people uh probably have heard of Tony Robbins but um I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins and have been he I know sometimes he can be a controversial figure but uh you know he has been around for a long time and you know I, I, I just noticed a, a huge shift in the way I see myself and other people and um I think through uh, his programs that I started I guess six years ago, it seems like. Um, he really uh, allows you to understand yourself better. Um, and I don't know if, about you, Dave, but it's for me, it, I've always been kind of scared of people and making people upset and um, what people are thinking about me and what people want. And, you know, it just really helped me understand better, um, about myself and life and how to see problems and things that happen. And so, yeah, he's been a, a big influence on, on me as well as, uh, obviously you always got to men- mention your parents. My, um, uh, mother and father have been a big influence on me, even though, uh, they didn't teach me the value of questions. They did teach me the value of, uh, compassion upon other people. So, um, But, yeah, that would be the uh, other person that's had the biggest influence on me as well. How about yourself? That
1: that is great. No, no, no. I'm the one asking the questions here. (laughs) So my answer would be, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, It would be Viktor Frankl, the author of Man's Search for Meaning, Mm -hmm. and perhaps Dan Sullivan, the founder of Strategic Coach. And then uh, my parents and uh, and then, of course, my wonderful wife, Christine, um, she's been a, a wonderful influence on me. In fact, speaking of which, you have a great story about uh, Cynthia that you told me and I've shared with lots of people in an anonymous fashion. Are you prepared yeah. to share with eight billion people the story I talk about?
0: what yeah, you told uh, her
1: about about you're a difficult man to probably be married to and if she ever wants yeah
0: yeah yeah so the funny thing is about I mean I love Cynthia to death we've been married for 15 years and um yeah she uh came into my life at a really uh tra- tragic time I just lost my uh, first fiance, Roxanne as was her name and We dated for, Cynthia and I dated for a few months and Roxanne came in back into my life and, uh, while Cynthia and I were dating and she did this, the the most amazing thing. She said, you know what, Heath, I don't think it's a good time for us to be dating right now. And she cut it off and that's, I never forgot that. And we became friends and then six months later I needed to date and I called her and we've been together ever since. But, uh, yeah, man, she is, uh, super patient and understanding. And, you know, she knows the crazy in me. We all have this little crazy streak in us uh, that she just has super, a lot of patience and, uh, if, uh, you know, People ask me all the time, you know, first of all, they ask me, one thing I say is they, they ask me, do you have any kids? And I say, well, I don't have any kids, but my wife has one, and that's me. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, fortunately, we got married later in life, and then another thing people say is... Uh, I'll share two other stories. Another uh, thing I'll say to people, it makes them a little uncomfortable when I say this and everyone will feel uncomfortable. She and I have a great relationship. You know, our relationship's so good. Um, we we have sex almost every day. Almost on Monday. Almost on Tuesday. <laughs> almost on Wednesday. Almost on Thursday. We get really close on Friday. <laughs> So, <laughs> and so when I tell that story to people, you know, I mean, that's, people are like, especially it's great if it's a, like a real formal event and we start talking about lives <laughs> and and everybody's got this straight face and I'll say, and they look at me and I'm like, and I start <laughs> and it's funny because you can tell the smarter people in the room, they get it after Tuesday and then the, anyways, <laughs> But then, the, and then the last thing that I'll say about Cynthia's people, and, and it's actually true, is um, you know, uh, if 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 she ever left me, like literally, if she packed her bags and she left, I would do the same. I'd pack my bags and I would just go with her because I there's no <laughs> way I want to live this life alone. So, yeah, the way you laugh. So yeah,
1: the way you you told it to me was a little bit differently. Tell me, and you you said you said. Uh, you said something like, yeah, I've told Cynthia, you know, Cynthia, I know that I'm probably not the easiest guy to, to live with. I'm not the easiest guy to be married to. So I just want you to know that if you've ever had enough and you just can't take it anymore and you need to leave me, I just want you to know you have my full and complete support. But you just need to know if you leave, I'm going with you. <laughs> That's how you <laughs> so yeah. it's it's a very it's a very liberating thing right she has the freedom yeah. to leave anytime she wants but you know yeah. but but I'm, uh, I'm gonna be right behind you that's awesome yeah. well Heath, this has been really a lot of fun and uh if people want to learn uh more about you or reach out to you i believe that your website heathbarns.com is probably the best place is that correct
0: yeah that's that'd be the best that'd be the best place to. and and i encourage people yeah it's uh If I can help you in any way and uh, you have a question or you just want to engage about something, I'm I'm more than happy to help. Uh, You know, it's um, yeah, it's why we're here. So, yeah. And that
1: and that website is primarily for the the podcast. But there's uh, uh, there will be two links. Uh, One, if they want to be a guest on the show. And then secondly, there'll be another link where if they just want to reach out to you for for something else, they can uh, can do so. Yep. And um, well, was there anything that we didn't discuss today that you think we should have?
0: I think we knocked it all I think We knocked it all out. I mean, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, be a guest and um, I, I like all your questions. Can I use some of them?
1: Absolutely. I'm sure, like okay. you said, I
0: borrowed him from somebody
1: else, so you can borrow him from me. No problem. Right. Well, Heath, well, thank you again for making time to be on the show. And thank you for entrusting us to uh, to do your podcast for you. And finally, thank you so much for your friendship. I, I value it more than you know.
0: Yeah, same here, Dave. I appreciate you, man. wish we could spend some more time together. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll move in uh, with you in Colorado this year. <laughs> Not in great. with you, but uh, to Vale. That'd be fun.
1: That, that sounds great. Well, have a great day, Heath. All right. You and too. there we have it. Another great episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at www.podcastingstories.com. This podcast is brought to you by your podcast team if you have ever considered having your own podcast, head over to www.yourpodcast.team to learn more about how they can help you. That's it for this episode. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next time.